black people don't read. Black Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome back to Inspire Reads with Inspire Entertainment. I'm your host, Mohamed Imam, joined by my co-host, Shamaki. Uh, I'm always doing this where I do my full name and I give you your first name. And, and that's then it. just disrespect me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it today, shows a lack of uh, respect, that's all. Yeah, that's that's all. It, it, it's, oh, right. it's a habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, today we're joined by some special guests. Um, the girls from Abuan Chronicles podcast. Uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourself, but I'll just drop your names for now. So we'll be joined by Hafsa and Istahil. So yeah, just go ahead and tell us about your podcast and um, what, what's, what it's about, like how you started. Mm. And yeah, go for it. Istahil, you want to do this one? What? No, I'm too early. It's too early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, obviously, like, I've listened to your, your episodes, so I, I know like I, I know the background information and stuff, but yeah, just to share it with the listeners would be nice. Okay, so I'll go so, ahead if you want. Yeah, uh, hi, everyone. I'm Hafsa. Um, I'm one-fifth of the Abuan Chronicles podcast, that, along with Istahil, Umul Khair, um, Ikran, and Sahra. So we started this podcast a few years ago. To be honest, it was more of um, a venting type situation. We just want to talk about, you know, ish that affects our lives and what, whatever that may be. It's not necessarily specific to a certain genre of thing, but whatever interests us or whatever affects us as Somali, Muslim, uh, Black uh, third culture kids in the diaspora <laughs> a lot of a lot of identity titles right there but yeah um yeah. so would you say that's different from now for different from now in what sense i said would you say that's different from for, for the abuan chronicles podcast to be honest we kind of still go by that mantra like we still we still talk about things that interest us or like catch our eye or whatever in in this day and age i mean um mm. So it's just about whatever we think is interesting for that day. And we try to do like an in-depth analysis on our regular episodes. So we have regular Abuan podcast episodes. And then we have like shorts where we just ramble or talk about something we saw on Twitter or whatever. And then we have a bit more in-depth episodes, which are our regular episodes. And we try to, you know, do a bit of research and chat about certain issues in our day and age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, just to let you guys know, there's some reason as we started recording on uh, the neighbors started doing i don't know what it is he starts he started doing some construction work so <laughs> you can hear that yeah uh, forgive us for that <laughs> but yeah um in terms of back to the topic and yeah you covered like some interesting stuff um i think the first episode i listened to was the gin one so that was a, oh. a nice introduction <laughs> that yeah. was a random one <laughs> you listened to that one yeah yeah so yeah that, you talked about some interesting stuff like gin and then um a lot of things that, yeah, like you said, um, things that we deal with as um, people that come from, the, or people who are part of this diaspora. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I think, like, I think there's a large majority of our population that, that relates to that. So yeah, definitely give them a listen. Um, but yeah, you're doing some interesting stuff as well. So the school program for kids back home in Somalia, um, how did that come about? Like, how did you guys set that up? Uh, Stahan, how about you? Okay. <laughs> so like, we were doing that episode with Scope where it's like the duty to Somalia and I think I guess it came yeah. up in that episode where we were like okay we talk about stuff we should do but what are we actually doing and what's something we could actually do you know 
instead of going to the country and you know because we don't have that option so what's something we can do from mm. where we are and so we thought about it and we do have connections in Somalia and something simple that we could actually do is send kids to school because we always build schools we always send money to build schools build mosques build uh, you know duxies and wells and everything but who's going to use it because people there like some people don't have the means to actually use these resources right and I guess that's how it came about. And we just talked amongst ourselves and we're like, okay, um, how can we do this? So we could save up the money ourselves and uh, talk to our networks in Somalia, like our uncles or someone we know. And then be like, oh, do you guys know any kids in the neighborhood that can't afford to go to school or Dixie? And I guess that's how it came about. And we were like, okay, let's share it with our audience. Maybe more people could get the edge for it and more people could get sadaqah from it, you know? And subhanAllah, like, it was so great because... We honestly, I don't think we expected to raise the money as fast as we did. Like it took like maybe, well, I it didn't. It got to the point that it took only a couple of days to raise the amount that we had um, as our goal, and then we were even yeah. able to like we were like, oh, we can add more kids on, or we can even like save the remaining amount and use it for next year because we want to make this a yearly thing. We don't want it, for example, yeah. just to put kids into school this year and then the same kids can't go to school next year. So we plan to have some continuity in that sense and like. pay for the same kids to go to school every year and maybe add on a few ones in the future inshallah just you know seeing how it goes but alhamdulillah like people were so receptive and so responsive and so quick to you know part with their money and contribute it was amazing mashallah like Mm. yeah that's the interesting thing because for us there's a lot of like we i think like growing up any like like more conscious people that are like have that feeling where yeah we should be contributing back back Mm. home or yeah we always talk about it and yeah we don't take action but um yeah definitely important to to like find things that we can do to take to take that kind of action so i was like yeah props to these guys like mm. uh, you, you said you'll do it in the podcast and, yeah. uh, <laughs> after a month or so i saw the action being taken so i was yeah. like yeah that's amazing um well yeah what do you guys think that like, there's anything else that can be done from iron because i feel like there's a lot of cynicism in our like our generation where we're like oh we can't really trust anyone back home or we don't know mm-hmm. like, we don't know where all that money's going to go so mm-hmm. obviously for us i think that like, we're we're a bit more optimistic in that we're like yeah we just do our part and then uh, trust in allah and trust the, the people over there as well to do their parts mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like a lot of people have that cynicism where they're just like oh we don't know where it's going so they don't even bother so yeah i don't know man yeah <laughs> it's but a negative mentality yeah the way i see it it's like Okay, fine. It's I'm sending $20. To me, $20 is a meal. For someone else, yeah. $20 is a whole month everything. You know, so it's like even if it doesn't get to them, it's nothing. It's I'm not losing anything in the bottom line, you know? So, um yeah, I guess there is a reason for cynicism, but it's like at the same time, don't, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face, so to say, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if like and if like you're just trying to figure out like, oh, if you if you're thinking, "Oh, I can't do things on a larger scale. I can't actually go and contribute my time. I can't use people can't use my skills or my resources." Okay, you don't have to do any of that. Like every other day, if you just talk to your mom or your dad or your uncles or your aunts, there's always fundraising going on that they're putting money together, like their friends. Like how many times have I heard my mom and her friends talk about, oh, we're raising money to send to this person in Somalia or that person needs surgery or, or well, you know, it, it, and it's always like, the first person you should give charity to is your family. So if you have family in Somalia who needs 
the money, then you send it to them. If not, there's always, all the time, every month, there's something going on and they're raising money to be sent back home. So just talk to your parents. Don't have these like delusions of grand, you know, during thinking that, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to, you know, have this these crazy grand plans. You don't have to do all that. You yeah. could contribute on a smaller scale, even if it's just your money, even if it's just your bus fare for a month. Walk to school this week. <laughs> if <laughs> Walk to school this week. Con- if Give your mom your bus fare for the week or whatever, you know, like do what you can. I mean, it doesn't have to be so crazy or hectic at the same time you know literally yeah yeah mm. very, very rarely are we in a position where we're not we don't actually have that money at hand most times you can like mm. that's like five starbucks coffee exactly and, yeah. 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 exactly i know and, yeah i mean look at all the people that were going crazy at the zara sale last week like you could have <laughs> no, one sure. shirt yeah one shirt well like yeah really because like you re- if you really want we always talk about we're all broke yeah we're all broke but we're not that broke, broke. to you we're well, not uh, broke to people back home yeah for real we're not that broke yeah. and like let's not and forget that's... people here by the way like in the countries that we live in like we always talk about i'm always saying i'm always bringing this up but we always talk about people back home don't forget the people in your yeah. neighborhoods and in your cities abroad and in the diaspora because we have problems out here too that need you know solutions so if you can't contribute back home contribute where you are because some other people are everywhere at the end of the day with with your help mm. you know your help exactly. is sadaqa, your your power you know like whatever energy you have is sadaqa as well like you know it comes in different forms so don't limit yourself mm. yeah. it's interesting because it released a, like, i was having a conversation with a colleague, a colleague like a few days back and he was talking about like how in ramadan where everyone's got the energy and that extra um like push that they do to give and to like meet up with each other and like you're, you're, you're every day you're sitting down with your family and you're eating most of the time if you if you're surrounded by family or whatever and then you're also like going to the mosque together you're doing all these different things together then ramadan ends and everyone just separates so yeah. like where did all that energy yes. go yeah so i was like it is it really does depend on like you like sacrificing a little bit of your time and mm-hmm. your energy and everyone doing that, a little bit of that and then yeah things will start to move forward so 100 yeah. percent. Um, there's no reason real reason for cynicism so yeah um, i guess we like, debunked so. it <laughs> Um, how many kids um, have we managed to, to raise money for then, as a collective? Is that, are we at five or six right now? Or I think we're at six. We're at six, yeah. So six kids that but have been sent to school for a whole year. A whole year, yeah. Yeah, so, so go ahead. the Duxi kids are done, but the, the kids that start school, they didn't start school yet, so mm-hmm. the money goes to them when they start school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we started off with a goal of five, and then because of how much extra we raised, we were, a- raised, we were able to add an extra kid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, alhamdulillah. And you have like in the UK, it was it February where it was like eighty two grand raised for, um, for like some other societies across the UK. Mm-hmm. So and that was like yeah. building a school and stuff. So it shows that's like, amazing. That was even, even in Ramadan. That was just like brand yeah. new. A bunch yeah. of students wanted to raise money together. and They done a great thing. So uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Used to, yeah. So it is very important that we keep on like driving for that and um, starting the initiatives. So, yeah. yeah. I really respect respect you guys for that and. Yeah, hopefully we'll do the same. We, we plan to do some charity stuff as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love <laughs> seeing. I love seeing people being socially conscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. In terms of the book we read this week, so we'll just jump straight into it because we don't want to spend too much time talking and taking away from the time for the next episode. So, by the way, um, Istad is in Canada and Hafsa is a Canadian living in Manchester right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know that's where the accents are coming from. I've been exiled. Oh. I've been exiled. Yeah, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> she needs to fix up. 
so yeah. we're going to the book. So we, um, so you guys recommended for Fahrenheit four five one quite a while ago, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was like, yo, that's actually really interesting because uh, we read a few different different like dystopian novels where uh, it's a future world where things aren't quite as they seem and people are like living in some kind of dictatorship but this was really interesting because it was, it was like directly relating to like um, restricting reading like literature and like yeah the actual book itself is Fahrenheit 451 where it, mm-hmm. it stands for um, 451 being the temperature for book for paper burning I, yeah. I'm not sure if I believe that though I feel like it, it will burn a bit quicker than that is it really <laughs> it, maybe it's because it's in Fahrenheit you know not degrees Celsius degrees Fahrenheit because nah, isn't it like isn't it like a two to one ratio? Isn't it like a hundred degrees? Like, <laughs> well, Listen, I can't do I American. Cannot do, I, cannot American. Do the cal- I cannot do the calculations. I don't think it's like a ratio like that. There's like this weird formula I remember from high school. <laughs> it was like yeah. multiplying, dividing, adding, subtract. Like it's a whole thing. I cannot do that. But um, you know what? Let me just uh, Google it real quick. But uh, yeah, I don't need that. I feel like it should be like two hundred. I don't know. If water boils at like a hundred degrees, mm-hmm. okay. That's four hundred. No, what are you doing? You're doing the other way around. He, he, he's calculating it right now. He's, he's googled it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, two hundred and thirty-two Celsius. Yeah, two hundred. Surely paper burns quicker than that. I don't know. <laughs> it's a book, though. It's it's. I think it's because it's. I think it's because it's super thick. So it's like it takes time to burn through the whole thing. Maybe. Like, Telling me one single paper burns it. <laughs> so the, the book. <laughs> I think I think right. it was just an it's idea. I think it was just an idea, not our actual concept. No, honestly, the whole book, the whole book. <laughs> I I felt like the whole book was literally him just bringing random facts out of nowhere. So mm. it's the same thing with the title. Yeah, but yeah, that so is the uh, that is the concept of the book, right? Like it's kind of like mm. alternate alternate truths, alternate realities, like things that aren't actually facts. Like the whole concept of uh, firemen, like making fires as opposed to putting out fires like the whole concept of the book yeah. was really bizarre to start with so i'm not yeah. even surprised they made up their own facts about the degree at which fire uh, which paper burns like that's not even surprising at all <laughs> mm. yeah Shumai, do you want to summarize it summarize the whole book just yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> i mean that's what we do every week i don't know why he's surprised yeah. <laughs> he's like don't i get a day off and, and every week he's like, "What? Well, you're not ready for yeah, this." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when are you gonna be ready for it? But and, and he's he's the one that's been in every single episode so far. Like, the consistency. <laughs> like, I've missed two episodes. But he, he's there every week. So, yeah, um, that's but, true. But you should be an expert this man. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, try, episodes I'll, in. I'll try. I'll try. I'll summarize it <laughs> as best as I can. Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, it's about a guy called. Um, I forgot his name. Oh my God. <laughs> a guy. Montez. His name was literally yeah, Guy. Like, his name was Guy, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, a guy called Montag who basically is a fireman who enjoys his life at the beginning um, and then slowly starts to see cracks. And he enjoys it a lot. He, yeah. he likes the smell of kerosene. I'm not going to lie. I like, this, I like the smell of burning. Is, is that weird? That is weird. <laughs> like petrol yeah. burning. Petrol burning. No, no, you not smell petrol, petrol burning. burning. Petrol by itself. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop you. Go for it. It's very weird. <laughs> I think you're. I think this. you're exposing yourself as a potential arsonist. But continue. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've exposed myself in many different ways throughout this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a guy who enjoys burning books and you know that whole life a bit like Mo over here, and then eventually he meets uh, a girl who like just asks him about 
just like normal things which he hasn't stopped to think about uh, things like flowers and the moon and 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 he start you know the more and more flaws starts he starts noticing more flaws in like the way the society is and like from her talking to him constantly and then afterwards he goes and on one of his jobs to burn like a house down and then there's a lady that like isn't looking to leave and is looking to burn with the uh, books and then he's just like what like what makes this woman want to do this and then he picks up one of her books and then he starts uh, looking into it and starts you know reading it first of all how do you learn how to read huh yeah that's a good question how do you learn how to read I don't know. I think they they know how to read. It's just that they don't have actual books in terms of like works of literature. That's what they don't have. But they they even. You. Sorry? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying they actually they actually do have like they know how to read. They go to school. They um they have like they, their TV screens and everything that they're watching and all of that and they do have some books to read like the manuals and whatever at work and everything but they just don't have books in terms of like works of literature and like intellectual thought and all of that stuff like that doesn't exist or they get you're so trying you to get think, rid of it. You, you would think that um they more people would like start thinking about things more if they do have that basic literacy level I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's like it's like um. It's like textbooks. It's like having textbooks, and as opposed mm-hmm. to if you just read textbooks all your lives, and if you just read like car manuals all your life, like what's that? Like, th- those aren't. You know what they, you know what they said. They literally said that if a guy has a choice, then he's gonna he's gonna lead to it's gonna lead to him asking questions. So take away the choice and give him something that will make him not ask questions. So if there's like two books on like philosophy, they'll give them one book, mm-hmm. and like the other book doesn't exist. Therefore, you don't ask questions. Yeah. So you only have one rule of thought. There's no, there's no such thing as con- conflicting theories or ideas. Yeah, or multiple writers. So they have like a certain guideline, or their government has like this book, this book, this book, this book. Nothing else on the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I get that these are all things that are in a alternate university in the uni- universe like that where um, everything's being restricted. Yeah, I get that it works there, but I, I don't know. I, every time I read these these kind of novels, I kind of struggle or thinking mm-hmm. how that would be implemented. Uh, there's always flaws in that in my head, but. I guess it's not meant to be realistic, so yeah. But you know, this is... No, it's to, not. Like, this, I don't know, this felt kind of realistic to me because A, it's supposed to be a dystopian future. I think this is supposed to be in the 28th century or something like yeah. that, or set in the 24th or 28th century, I don't remember. So it's the distant future. And just from the way that they're speaking, I honestly do see the world headed in this direction because it talks a lot about how... Okay, so you have a government that's in control, a government that's saying, okay, these are the things that are allowed and these are the things that are not allowed, and these are the roles people are supposed to have, like firemen, okay, you don't, you don't save people from fires we burn books now okay there's there was no purpose for firemen back in the day all right a sounds like a really easy yeah (laughs) yeah people get distracted like when um so you mentioned uh that he meets a girl named clarice right yeah yeah so the girl clarice when he meets her and she starts talking about oh um you know people have you noticed how billboards are now like 20 however long rather than how short they used to be back in the day because people get distracted so easily and we drive cars so fast so they need to constantly be in their periphery like people are easily distracted which is kind of present in in today's in today's day and age right like you have people who are like me right now when when we talked about um oh we're gonna read the book and we're gonna watch the movie that came out on hbo right we were also that oh let's watch the movie in preparation for the podcast I couldn't even get past 10 minutes because the movie was so bad. Whereas a few years ago, I would have finished a movie like this. It just shows that 
our attention our attention spans are basically like are non-existent at the moment we get so easily distracted it's so hard to finish a task and whatnot right so i mean these a lot of these themes that are mentioned in the book like it's i think the reason why it struck a chord with a lot of people is that a lot of it was very realistic you know what i mean yeah there is this one part where he talks about this wife and her husband or whatever and they both are listening to stuff and they're literally walking with each other but it's like they don't see each other mm-hmm. and it's like in today's age you see people walking around with phone i will go through into a meeting and there will be eight people for a whole year okay this happened to me for a whole year and i barely know any of them because every time we'd have a break we'd all go on our phones so it's like before a couple of years back we'd actually communicate and be like oh hey I, I don't see you around where are you from you know kind of thing but now you don't feel the need to socialize because you have something else to distract you mm-hmm. so yeah so i see that in today's age as well yeah i agree because the book was published in 1953 and i was like yo this guy was I don't know, he was on some next level. Ahead of his time, yeah. Yeah, I had to Google 1953, what was invented. Like, when he was talking about the seashells, I'm like, what, headphones? Yeah. And apparently it wasn't even invented back then. That was really cool. Like, when I when I read up, when I was reading that, and then I, I was like, wait a minute, that is that wireless earphones? Like, what, what is this guy saying? Like, I was, yeah. it's so interesting, it's so bizarre. Okay. But yeah, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. And the walls, the walls. He kept saying, the walls. I'm like, what the hell are the walls? Yeah, it turns out, it's like, yeah it's like, like ch- screen. yeah they're like full-length tvs that actually communicate uh, back with you that's what it was like i had to reread it a f- billion times to see it from different angles but it's basically like four walls of tv and the people inside the tv can talk to you which if you watch the movie you'd see um they had this lady that would talk back to you and be like good yeah. choice you know like you know actually when you talk to the show they talk back to you mm-hmm. so that's what it was and we're going there slowly by slowly like you know digitalized everything yeah. so like he wasn't far off mm-hmm. you have all these uh, robots as well now these like sex tools and stuff <laughs> <laughs> well lie, like it's it's kind of terrifying no because uh, like nowadays like i'm hearing that there's there are a point where like they, they can have like actual conversations with you and stuff and like like build up a chemistry with you so yeah, it is, it is <laughs> yeah i would so, yeah. yeah i don't know man for me, when I first read it, it kind of reminded me of like Harry Potter, like you know, the moving newspapers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, that's, I kind of wanted, to, I kind of wanted newspapers like that when I was younger. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like the attention span stuff, uh, I don't know. Is that is that? Do you think that's more of a maturity thing where when you were younger, you just entertain it more because it, it was interesting, or I don't I, know, or is I it think... genuinely because we we have limited time nowadays and we just want to get like instant grat- gratification for everything. I think it's both. I think, yes, also, like, the older you get, the less time you have to do things that you, in, like, in your free time anyways, because people are working there in school, whatever, not like when you're a kid. And then you also have, yeah, you do need that instant gratification. You do have that click culture where, like, you're on your phone and, okay, this app, everything is getting boring on this app. You switch over to another app. You switch over to another app. Different website, different link, different YouTube video, you know? So it's, like, it's so easy. Like, like whenever there's a lull, like, for example, if you're watching a good TV show and, like, you have filler episodes, people used like, yeah. you would watch them when you had TV because you didn't have the internet to, or, or, like, there wasn't the option of streaming stuff on the internet back in the day. Whereas now it's, like, oh, I can skip that episode and go direct to the next one, you know? And, like, that's so normal. That's, like... It's like you're you're skipping all these fillers and you're skipping all these things, but at the same time you're missing out on so much, right? So I don't I I, I that's why I, it, hit, it hit a chord with me because I'm like that's so realistic. That's literally what I do all the time. 
Oh my god, I'm so guilty of that. When was the last time I sat down for a TV show? Because mm-hmm. literally, if it doesn't grab my attention in the first 10 minutes, I'm like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't watch shows anymore because I actually cannot be satisfied. Mm-hmm. So I understand. It's actually scary, actually, when I think about it. Self-reflection right yeah. now. But, um, yeah. yeah. I have a few theories about that. Because I just feel like there's not a lot of original TV shows. And the ones that are really original are the ones that capture people's interests, for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, obviously, there's a big part of it. It's our attention span. is limited nowadays. But, yeah. yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of trash. TV shows out there now. <laughs> oh, my, you're so right. But then we have more. That's actually so from. true. Sorry, Shamaka. No, but that's why I thought you could go ahead. I was just gonna say because we have, but we still like the same way that you're saying. There's a lot of trash TV. We still have so much to choose from. Like, just if you just think about yeah. what's going, like, you, like you said, we have like the same things happening again, but in every single genre, we have like ten or twelve different TV shows in that genre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, Hafsa, yeah. but Hafsa, it's because of that. It's because of that that I don't sit down for any other show. Like I want exactly the same show I just finished. That's what I want, and I know it's gonna be made for me. So I don't bother. Do you understand? So it's like you're given so many opportunities, so many uh, choices that you don't even want to bother with any other so you know show. So you don't have like, to watch something different. So like you're paralyzed by your by the decisions in front of you, basically the choices in yeah. front of now, you. Now, yeah, now I can get what I want. So why should I, you know, settle for less? Mm. Yeah, you just don't have like the patience to wait for anything either it's like <laughs> and there was like five channels and then you'd have to wait for like your favorite show at like seven o'clock yeah. mm-hmm. and it was like yeah and there was like no other option but now you've got on your phone so you, like you don't sit around like once you're done with that one then you just go and jump straight onto another one mm. and i don't know i feel like i have a theory where like news articles like on your phone are like getting shorter Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they are like, they are uh, I don't know because it's like literally it's like two pictures I think I'm living in the and they're like man. a lot of <laughs> and then it's like it's like a very short article and then there's like another article right next to it and then you're just in this like rabbit yeah. hole of just different yeah. articles, small articles different mm-hmm. yeah eventually I, I think with like uh, this is the this is how it sort of hit a chord me because I, I had this like theory a while ago because like on my phone there's like a, a news app thing mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like the articles just keep getting shorter and then when he was saying that how books started off you know as obviously as books and then they started condensing it then it just became like two lines and then um, and I think like eventually uh, even books would be like condensed in real life yeah mm-hmm. yeah look at books like, nowadays i feel like uh like our attention span will be so short like you know at, I, i've addressed this before because i thought about it i was like do yeah, uh, you think eventually that there's going to be a point where we just don't read books anymore everything just in like television and stuff but then i thought again but i was like yeah but there's writers for those tv shows and stuff so someone's yeah. going to be writing something and mm. i don't think creativity will ever get whacked out like that in the real world yeah, but and I don't think books would be stopped. I just feel like um, I don't it'll know. get shorter. Like, yeah, you like, know that whole like there's a whole there's so much like to keep uh, like people hooked mm-hmm. or like to keep people reading for for a while when they feel like yeah. they could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! When I'm reading through my phone, uh, like all it takes is like one WhatsApp notification to just like for me to to stop yeah. reading yeah yeah but you turn off everything right that because of that you know i realized yeah. there's this whole genre it's called like young adult and stuff right and i never used to read it but now the only reason even though most of it is crap the only reason i read it is because they're short 
Um, yeah. So I don't have the time to invest in like an epic fantasy or like a high fantasy, which is what I actually like. But it's like I don't have that time, so I go yeah. for like instant instant gratification. Like this is this is what I'm looking for, and I want to finish it in two hours. Yeah, that's what it is. Right now, the stuff that's winning is stuff that are the most convenient. Like before, there was before like everyone would be getting up to make breakfast, and I was just like breakfast in bottles and snacks, <laughs> and like, like for you to just pick up and go like right now that Amazon are looking to do a thing where they've got a whole shop where you just walk oh, yeah. in and you don't even have to pay yeah mm. just you know but at the uh, same next time day delivery yeah. you know it's just Amazon Prime these, is the demon huh? it's like all of these <laughs> things here that that make things happen quicker yeah that, that's just keeping us going so fast right now to notice any other mm. things mm. I agree I agree with a lot of what you're saying but at the same time what I would have said is that um I don't think reading or books or any of that are going to kind of, I don't know, go extinct or anything. Or even, like, longer books are going to go extinct. Because at the end of the day, if you're somebody who's a reader, like, personally, like, speaking from my own experience, I, like, I crave my forms of entertainment. So, like, if today I'm feeling yeah. like listening to a podcast, I'm going to listen to a podcast. If I feel like reading a book, I'm going to read a book. If I feel like watching TV, I'm going to watch TV. And honestly, yeah. I prefer books over television or uh, movies because I, I just like the whole concept of, like, imagining like a yeah, whole other yeah, I, I like to imagine things the way that i want to imagine them like there's i can't name the number of times where i've been so angry about seeing a tv or a movie adaptation because the characters yeah. or the settings or whatever was the way i imagined it to be like when we we're watching the movie for um when i started watching the movie for 451 i cannot talk about how triggered i was because the dialogue everything <laughs> was just so bad it was so poorly. Bio, it was trash. It was so garbage. It was corny. It was so corny. And at that moment, I was like, Alhamdulillah, I read the book because I feel so bad for people that just watch TV and don't know, can't appreciate reading, you know? But did you guys like this book? Like, let's just ask, answer that question. Did you guys like it? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. In general, so I was the only one who didn't like it. I liked it. I gave it three oh, stars. I was like... <laughs> Explain yourself. Well, like honestly, I gave it three stars, and I have some notes. I never give book three stars. It's just to me. Ten or five? What is it? Out of five. Okay. Yeah, I and I gave it. I only gave it those three stars because I like the concept, like the writing style, the bluntness of everything. I didn't like any of that, and I feel like if I wasn't forced by this podcast, I wouldn't. I would have dropped it. Like I actually would have finished it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. Um like i was there were like so many things i was confused by like i don't know if it was like a lot choice of of words, but yeah i just half some of the some of the scenes i just didn't really understand what was going on or where where i was or like what was actually happening mm-hmm. and like even at the end i even had to ask him oh like how did the book finish like i didn't even like, <laughs> even, I didn't even get it like even me i still don't understand why they started burning books or why they started restricting um, they gave a few different reasons but i don't know it wasn't clear to me either like why did they actually start restricting literature can we talk about believe that it or moment? not that, the book what go ahead aside believe it or not the movie actually explained that 10 times better than the book ever did mm-hmm. like believe because, it or not yeah, they, they always talk about like it's it's for a number of reasons a that people just weren't interested in it and be that it was part of the government mind control concept whatever thing because mm. they're like oh if we can the way to control the population is to control their imaginations and their you know f- uh, freedom of you know thought or whatever so how yeah. what's the best way that we can do that it's through literature because even television and books and all this stuff is from where what is it based off of literature right so if they can control yeah. the content we're consuming 
right they'll be able to control our minds which is actually based on that's that's based on fact that's true but um in that's terms of in terms of like the book the book itself whether it was good or not i don't think the book was for meant for entertainment purposes i feel like mm. the book was more it was was meant to be um educational yeah it was it, it, uh, it is an agenda it is an no. agenda it's meant to be educational it's meant to like provoke your mind and to make you think hey you know to have some sense of social awareness and think okay wait what's going on what? around me yeah because because honestly the, the, when the guy wrote the book the author wrote the book he wrote this in the 50s and and the 40s during the height of the cold war um you know um when all that propaganda and everything was floating around and a lot of this is based on you know when people write books they don't just write books a lot of time out of thin air they have some sort of some some source of inspiration right and it's based in yeah. some, some part of life so him writing this book i think he wanted like this one um what's the other one um 1989 animal 84. farm 1984 sorry 1984 animal farm all these books are based on um having like it's not just about oh in dystopia and entertainment and all that yeah that's part of it but it's i think it's more of hey listen this is the way our world is right now think about it for a second this is the possible extremes you may go to and this is why you have to fight for your rights and then at the end of the day and you have to you know watch out for what your government's doing and what their what what content you're you know absorbing and all of that right so i feel from like the book itself it's not something i would have like a I, I love high fantasy i love my um historical romance novels i love my uh, ya and young and new adult but and that's what i like to read most of the time but and this book isn't something i would normally read but it's a it's it was still an interesting read. So I wouldn't give it a three out of five, maybe a three point five or a four out of five, because like you you can't always just stick to your niche or your or your specific genre of book. Sometimes you have to branch out and like see other things, you know? Okay. Let me defend myself, Marka. <laughs> so the thing is the thing is when it comes to reading book, bottom line, I have to enjoy it. Kasavmiya, no? So the thing is no matter what he was going for, he could have packaged it better. That's about it. No, but like, think about it. Okay, what what are some dystopian novels that you actually loved and enjoyed and made made you think and were thought provoking and all that? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Exactly. But exactly. No, but Hafsa, dead ass. Like seriously, I'm not gonna recommend this book to anyone. So what did he gain? <laughs> no. <laughs> what did he gain? What, exactly, what, what do you exactly dislike about it? Sorry. No, in general, I feel like I think it the thing the is style. for me. That's the problem. No, it wasn't even just the style. It's just that I like books that are well-rounded, like well-researched, you know? Like you can't take one aspect and just make the whole book about just one aspect. Even the characters, if we're being real, guys seem like half a character, not even a quarter of a character. Like, I don't know anything other than the fact that he's a firefighter or whatever firefighter and the fact that he broke down whatever that's about it what else do you know about this guy like seriously like okay i like yes it wasn't he wasn't well-rounded but the whole point of the book is we're trying to focus on I, that aspect of his life we're not looking but at it's not no it's not believable is what i'm trying to say it's not like they don't seem like actual human beings they seem like robots that's exactly so that's why yeah go ahead it's kind of yeah we're like we, we're reading it from like a in a real world perspective but yeah it yeah is, like, he's, it's he's alternate yeah by going down this route their personalities will be removed that will have mm -hmm. no flavors or nothing no trace okay so then like, isn't he isn't he supposed to become human then isn't he supposed to become humanized like you know gain traits no but this at the same time that's not realistic either like look at the short period of time that this book happened over do you really think somebody within this time frame that that the book happened in would automatically their entire personality would change and he's 30 in the book that do you really think okay that in and of itself okay then that in and of itself is proof that the book is so unrealistic right. to the point where it's not believable to me in and of the, itself like in a week the only thing that wasn't realistic to me was the fact that he met this 17 year old girl and all of a sudden something a switch turned on in his mind 
that was weird to me yeah. that that's yeah, the weird that part but then yeah. also but then also like if you if you read that same chapter you'll notice that it had start it started from before but it was also yeah because he kept, he's he he's been storing books exactly he's been storing books so it's something that's been going yeah. on for a long time and it's in his subconscious. that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. I feel like he was like he was who he is. It's just, you know, society forced him to act a certain way because that was the only thing that was acceptable. But give me that in the book. <laughs> like, why do I have to infer this from random, you know, that's like how assumptions? Work. Why do you want people to lay everything no. up for you? That's, that's one thing that I appreciate. By the way, yeah, in, in, by fight the, me. based on the way that he wrote, like the way that the author wrote the book, Ray Bradbury, I kind of appreciated it. It was very pretty. It was very poetic. It bored me a little bit. There were times where I had to go back and reread paragraphs because I'm like, what did he just say? Like when he's describing yeah. his first meeting with Clarice and he's des- like, like describing her or the moment when his wife um, attempted suicide and he's describing his pain and he hears a thunder. and the For thunder someone who and doesn't read, right? Like, wait, wait, what's happening? And I <laughs> For someone who doesn't read. <laughs> Yeah, at some point I had to like listen to the audiobook because I'm like my brain isn't processing because I don't know if it's because I'm pro- I'm programmed in a certain way because I've read so much trash over the last few months. I can't <laughs> trash. I mean, it is trash. Like such easy like connect A B yeah. C D like books I've been reading lately. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But wallahi, like I actually had to use my brain while I was reading this, and I think it's that. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's part of the reason why you didn't like it. No, wallahi, it is okay. Listen, okay. Oh, 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 <laughs> wow, she's actually she's so yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, but listen, <laughs> that isn't it. Listen, okay, it's not my cup of tea because I prefer no, books that. Yeah, for me, it's not um, a cup of tea. In terms of um, like what you're talking about, like because recently we've been reading a lot of serious books. Like around the podcast, it's just like ninety percent serious, like doom, doom, doom. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, in terms of me coming to this book, so. If I'm talking from this perspective, where I've just been reading serious books for the last few months or so, um, I can kind of relate to this, and I, I agree with your point. So I think you're justified in this because, um, for me, I feel like there's too much ambiguity in what, the ideas that he was trying to comment on, and like, uh, like it's like I was saying, he was trying to force his whole agenda throughout the whole book, and those periods where he was trying to add them little poetic bits, those felt forced because it felt like he threw them in like last minute. Oh, there's there's not a lot of fun in this book. Let me just. Let me just throw a bit of random stuff in there. That's that's what I felt from this book anyway. Mm. So I, I definitely agree with that because I was also comparing it to the other like dystopian novels we've read. So we read 1984, we read Animal Farm, and we read the Giver series, which is I really enjoyed that. Shmaki didn't like it. You didn't like the Giver? No, the first first book was good. Second book just threw me off. First of all, book, uh, ga- Gathering Blue last was book. one of my yeah. favorite. Gathering Blue was one of I, my favorite I really, books. I really liked it. I I loved yeah. I love the Giver series. Anyways, go ahead. So I was comparing it to those, and I was like, yeah, this one's definitely the most, like, I felt like this one was the most graphic in terms of showing, like, what actually happens. Like, th- th- there was more of, like, a, um, yeah, we're going down so, this route, and this is exactly what's going to happen in a more, um, what do you want to call it, like, it's, like, more realistic or more immediate view. It's, like, like not too far from our reality, because, like, we look outside, and, like, recently we've been seeing a lot of stuff, like, Donald Trump, you see his tweets and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you got, like, recently, like, um, just the last couple of days, the Bangladesh stuff, where um, students are protesting, and the government and stuff are, like, lock, locking down on them, and, like, shooting, like, killing people, raping girls, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's yeah. a lot of madness going on now, so there's a lot more relatable stuff in here, so that's kind of why I, I feel like this is more uh, of an impactful book than the other dystopian novels we've read but all this ambiguity I didn't really enjoy and I think that was there was a lot of forced writing in it as well so mm. I agree with you on all that stuff as well so the characters but can I ask can I ask a question 
So you, we're talking a lot about pushing agendas and all of that. If you have an agenda, at one point, mm. like I don't think there's anything wrong with having an agenda. Like if you're human, you you have an opinion and you you want to show people your opinion and all of that. So when are you allowed to broadcast that opinion and try to convince people towards your side? That's my question. So what's what's every the time? With that. Then but then what's like wrong with him having an agenda in the book? Like what's wrong with him trying to a, put a point across in the book? I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. But I feel like to attract more people to his viewpoint, I feel like he could have written it in a different way where it was a bit more clear. I don't know. Hi, <laughs> there's me yeah, that like didn't like this, it. I feel like with this book, that was like sort of. I think he was looking to do it in, in a coded kind of way. Yeah. Because with like books, that maybe are it was coded, the time period. Yeah, yeah. Like he could have been arrested. They read them over a longer period of time mm. compared to like like that's why George Orwell's book is still um, still prevalent, nineteen eighty four, because people are still trying to like dissect it, like mm. understand like oh how did he mean this? Did he mean that? And that's like sort of what he's leaving for like us to to understand because mm. oh, I saw like a, a bit of his interview one time and he was talking about how. At the time, um, Ray Bradbury or George uh, Ray, what was his name? Ray Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, how he was talking about, uh, like a teacher came to him and said, like that the government was like censoring the books on mm-hmm. her libraries and and stuff like that, and then he was just telling her like, um, it's not like it shouldn't be something that the government controls what the children read and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That, um, that libraries and places like that should never be uh, censored because, like, that's sort of the first start to where he's got where he took the book of how it could end up. Because if like governments start taking away certain books, then they'll take away other books, mm-hmm. and then eventually it just becomes a narrow thing mm-hmm. where they control all everything you read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a question. Do you think classics can go out of date then? Uh, some can't. I mean, I some won't. Some any that book can like depending on how it's written. Mm-hmm. I don't think times. so. I just think that there is gonna be like generation after generation will grow to not appreciate certain because like every every time frame has their own style of writing. Like mm-hmm. you you you'll notice that books written in like a lot of books written in this day and age they're all like you know snap 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 like to the point to the point to the point. There's not a lot of allegories. Yeah. Not a lot of th- like a lot of like descriptive writing in a lot of the books that people read nowadays and like people yeah. talk about how oh harry potter um what's the other book by stephanie's the series by stephanie the twilight series um the hunger game that these books are going to become classics but if you look at them and you compare and you compare them to the classics 50 60 70 hundreds of years ago it's very mm-hmm. different writing styles so I mean, there are people today who enjoy reading classics from 200 years ago. I personally don't. And I feel like every generation or so that passes by, fewer people are going to appreciate that. And you're going to have people that are like, oh, I'm a, you know, English literature major. And I, and, you know, I studied yeah. specifically the Twilight series and I'm an expert on Steph- all the <laughs> writings of Stephanie Mayer. And you're going to have people. Don't, pe- don't see that future. I, I see that future. Yeah, it's, future it's a reflection. But the, yeah, but but the thing is, like is, is that... Um, as much as your point is a good one, I just feel like uh, if a story is good, yes, then that's, that's just what's, it's, it's just going to keep going. Because there's like 
um, you've got all those what Greek mythology mm. stories and yeah. stuff like that. That exactly like Hercules and stuff like that. Yeah, people, but the story, it's not the style of writing that keeps them. It's the it's the it's meaning that people get from that. It's the messages. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you like, have a book like sorry, go, ahead. go on. Like Shakespeare and has like the best, not the best, but like each one of his like stories. All of them have like, all of them are like good stories. Um, even if they're written in such that. a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like if a story is is done very very well, then it's gonna be told through generation. Through yeah, generation. because That's because people about. have the ingredients to remake it. So for example, this book that we just read, the character. <laughs> look at the one remake. The one remake that we watched was trash because there's everyone because there's so much ambiguity ambiguity that people could do whatever they want with it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they can make whatever characters they want. They could add in whatever and it becomes trash. Sorry. No, but that's different. Like the book that the the, sh- the movie we watched is a direct adaptation of the book, right? But you have like, it's not. It's not at it's all. It's supposed it, to at be. All. Well, it was supposed to. It was supposed to be. But then if you're talking about nobody's gonna. What I think is like people won't enjoy the original works. Like nobody's gonna actually sit down and read Shakespeare for enjoyment other than school but they are gonna watch 10 things i hate about you she's the man all these other movies because those movies are all based on themes and stories from shakespeare you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. Like, that's people true aren't gonna, yeah, you got yeah exactly so you might not have people who watch fahrenheit 451 or 1984 like people aren't gonna watch 1984 but they're gonna watch big brother because big brother is based on concepts from 1984 you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah. it's just there, nobody. I don't think people are gonna enjoy the original works. Like the original works are gonna. People didn't even know. Like I was telling my sisters the other day, like Big Brother is based on the book that this specific book did, and they were like, "What? What do you mean? What does that have to do with anything? Who's Big Brother? Who's watching you? What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> they, 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 there's no, there's no connection there. So people won't get the connection, which is kind of sad. But at the same, at least, the, at least the story survives. Like even Greek mythology. Like, who's reading Homer? I don't think anybody yeah. has ever read Homer, but everybody's watching the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. Those movies were trash, man. Those no, movies were just, bomb, and the books like, were amazing. Stories that don't speak. retold and retold. It is. Just, yes. Yeah. That was my main point. Yeah. I was going to add right. that as well, but don't you think it depends on the genre as well? If it's, for me, if it's kind of like agenda-focused and um, the, the writers are giving their opinion on life and how life it could go or like negative aspects of life or the positive positive aspects of life then i feel like yeah then it could potentially get outdated because of the way we view things as a culture and how culture changes through the times but in terms of like if there's uh, other theme if there's other genres where the themes are more to do with characters and like the world around them as in um they're more about like expressing emotions and stuff like like romance books and um, detective novels and things like that. i feel like if it's more topical in that way i, I, I feel like that's more um that will last longer for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a few. I agree. Books like The Great Gatsby was written a while ago. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes was written a while ago. There's a lot of few. There's a lot of different books that like they just tell a story without any like real agendas in there mm-hmm. that I feel like are more enjoyable to read and they will last longer in my opinion. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, because they can be made into fluff pieces, right? But this yeah. book was about the power of knowledge or the power of choice, you know. And a lot of people they would rather their choice be taken away. If we're being honest, if we look at like 2018, people are willingly giving away their choice to people, like to rulers. So that kind of concept, it's for an intellectual, quote unquote. Mm. Mm. I agree. And even like when you look at, uh, it's not even just about giving away your choice freely. It's also about like not caring. So like one of the th- ma- one of the major themes uh, in this uh, book was um, the lack of you know care that people had for 
like yeah. reg like things like war and concepts like like when when uh, they were talking about like throughout the entire book i think they were talking about this war that's about to happen that's about to break yeah, out and, and people are and bombings and everything and people do not care and it's the same way in this world right now you know what i mean so it's like even even that's part of that nonchalant behavior it's part of like giving away your free will because if you don't care it's easier to take away your rights from you because at the end of the day you don't care about your rights right so it's all just part of like i don't know i don't know just just that intellectual fun just it was very realistic yeah yeah but that's the thing you have to be being aware of your surroundings like fighting for your i feel like this whole this concept of having a government you vote for for people you know you trust in them and then so every choice they make you're okay with because you voted for them Mm -hmm. but nowadays it's like people the people we're voting for are becoming less and less trustworthy you know Mm -hmm. so it's like do we wake up now or do we wait for everything to just you know fall Mm -hmm. apart and it's also like the way that it's so easy to brainwash like even right now like <laughs> we live in western countries right and people are always telling us yeah there's so much corruption like nigeria is the most corrupt country in africa you know in india there's so much corruption da, da, da. but in the countries we live in these like in the uk and in canada and america and australia all these like western countries the corruption there is ridiculous as well if you look at it like right now in toronto i think they were they, they started changing the rules for like mayoral candidates and whatnot in the middle of the election like how many seats they are and everything and like the fact that these things could happen so casually to keep people in power but we're not thinking of it as this is this is the same corruption that we see in other parts of the world but they're able to like like the like whatchamacallit, social media, the news outlets, the government, they're able to convince us that no, you know what, we're we're better off here, you know. It's not that it's bad. Not, yeah, exactly. This isn't this isn't the same corruption that's happening over there, you know? So it's like this brainwashing that we're we're reading about and we're talking about, it's so unrealistic and what do you mean people don't care and da, da, da. it's the same it's the exact same shit that's going on in our lives. And what I like about this book is that it reminds you like it kind of not reminds you but it kind of triggers you to think in that way and to understand to like try to imagine hey how does this apply to my real life oh wait it already does apply in my real life you know yeah i was thinking about that i was was like yeah we read all these dystopian novels and we we Mm. check the news on a daily basis and you look on you go on twitter and you see donald trump tweeting insults everyone just gonna be like right let's get your, get your memes ready for tomorrow <laughs> what was happening <laughs> no and and you know what shook me i was watching the movie and they had like you know flamethrowers and i'm like yo is this the movie elon musk watched like this is so weird <laughs> so weird yeah you know what's like what's so crazy to me is that um we keep talking about oh you know this it's like it's all different and it's all weird and it's all crazy but it's well it's real life and it's and the great thing about this what i really appreciate from roy bradbury and george orwell and all these authors is that they're kind of like the forefathers for the dystopian genre which is a genre that i love so much same it's one of my favorite genres it's one of my, my favorite. favorite fictional genres to read and they're, um, they're basically yeah they're basically the forefathers for all that like nobody would have you always need people that like like the imagination that you have to have to start something yeah. like this to be the first is something yeah. else and if yeah. i don't if i can't appreciate the book i have to appreciate him for that at the very least mm. yes yeah. i agree is the thing I, I mentioned in another podcast episode before i think we read animal farm and after after i read animal farm i was like yo i'm the amount of like dystopian novels i'm reading i'm getting desensitized to this i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hit me as hard as it used to mm, yeah <laughs> yeah so, i don't know it's a bit weird I Maybe wish I read this like, when yeah. I was younger, to be honest. Like Animal Farm and and Fahrenheit and Nineteen Four. I wish I read them when when I first started reading, um, dystopian. Yeah, in like middle school. Only because like I I wish I saw the original before I saw you know, part two, the sequel yeah. or whatever. 
<laughs> and then you have, yeah, and you have like there was this period where it was like all these zombie films and vampire films and all that stuff that was yeah. popular a few years back. Yeah. So that's like a watered down version of the apocalypse about to happen. But yeah. Dystopia, yeah. dystopian stuff now is also really popular. Like you have shows like yeah. Westworld and like The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale is based on a book too. But anyways, it's all like you know they're all it's getting really popular right now, which is kind of cool as well. Another thing um, I didn't quite understand was there was mentions of like um, the reason why the books were getting burned was because people like people were getting offended by the ideas written in the books or mm. something. I didn't I didn't really get that part either. If you, if you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, wasn't what it? Are you wasn't it because well, one of the, I think one of the reasons they touched upon books being banned was that oh, uh, it's when that what's his name BD gives his like long. Talk, like he's telling uh, Montag about why books are wrong and like they're all they all should be destroyed and he goes on about how you know back in the day um, people used to be like triggered or like minorities used to be like literally he says like minorities used to be offended by things that were in certain books and like people used to fight about it and like you know different differences in opinions and all of that and then authors started like you know writing books that they don't offend people and then books all ended up being kind of the same and then they're like you know what let's just be done with books altogether they're useless like you know yeah he's like he's like why have conflict like this the white man is uh, offended because this book is written about a black man the black man's offended he's like just take it all away and guess what we're all equal so that's the whole concept of the book was like let's all be an equal society by taking away f- expression yeah taking away basically expression of thought yeah that's crazy that's what i found interesting because he, read, he wrote this in 1953 or it was released in 1953 <laughs> i know right nowadays we're seeing like everyone's get like it's people safe space. About, oh, the old twitter was better than the new twitter everyone's getting mm-hmm. offended now mm-hmm. so, wow yeah. not only that movies are being remade with like different uh, diversity and character and it's just so disrespectful because they literally take the same movie and put it plugging characters you know mm-hmm. so it's like oh this person's offended we have to remake this movie this person's offended, we have to cancel this movie mm-hmm. you know so it's but, like you know, it's just pissing it's, everyone it's off hilarious because it's funny because the way to stop people from being offended isn't to take something away it's to make it so that you have people who are diverse of thought and of mind and of color and and religion all of that to be part of the creative process like that's not if, starting if, out exactly yeah. if, you, if you're really thinking about oh i don't want to offend people then do that you know but at the same time there's always going to be people who are offended right about like you yeah. so at the same time you have to like do the best that you can and then you know accept no, but that there's listen. Gonna be people who are offended and do what you got to do but less people would be offended if after they made the movie they decided to cancel it you know so if in the beginning you think about this kind of you know stuff in the beginning you hire people then people are gonna assume this was how the movie was gonna be anyway so they're not gonna get offended but nowadays what they do is they you know they go all the way and they're like oh because so many people are offended we're gonna restart what do you mean and everyone's gonna be mad like you know for example like when they make movies where it's like all black cast or all i mean all white cast and then people are like no we need people of color in this movie we need people of this in the movie and the same producers or whatever they they basically say okay um we're gonna you know add in a new character or we're gonna add in a new thing and everyone's because that's like it's an afterthought so that's just annoying that's why people get angry the white everyone gets angry at that point (laughs) because they're like oh you're changing harry potter J.K. Rowling said Hermione was black or something. Exactly. J.K. Rowling, I wish she just would have disappeared. I wish she just disappeared (laughs) off the face of the earth after she wrote the last Harry Potter book. I wish nothing. After that, she just went to her own private life because she's ruining the series for me now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, because now people are like, oh, 
like oh you know harry potter should have been diverse hermione hermione should have been black and she's just jumping on the bandwagon like i don't know why uh, and then she wrote that other book what was that what was a horrible book fantastic that she beats. no no fantastic no the vacancy, vacancy whatever oh my god that was so bad and i don't know why <laughs> she had to write a screen like why did they have to publish a just do the play on, on on the west end you didn't have to publish a screenplay for people to buy like that was so unnecessary Really, I'm so, I'm so up to I'm here. So, I'm so upset. Like I don't know why. Why does she have a Twitter? Stay off of Twitter. Why does she have to be problematic? Like I didn't know. Yeah. She, I didn't have to know she was a middle-aged problematic white woman. I did not need to know that information. Ugh, every time I think about it, well, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm gone off on a tangent, but I'm just upset. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You gotta do what you gotta do. But, uh, in terms of yeah. so another thing, I, I I found a bit uh, unrealistic or weird was you see when um, there's the part where his wife and her friends were all in the living room and he, he basically had a rant and he read the poem to them. I was like, why, oh, did, yeah. he, why did he just like ruin all his operations for this? Like, yeah, he literally lost his shit. And I was just watching there. It's, it's like a train train wreck, you know? You're yeah. like, no, don't do it. Yeah, literally. I was, was, I was thinking, what? Like, what was the need for this? That's, <laughs> it was so out of character. No, you know, the thing is, it was so out of snap. That's what he had. Yeah. Wallahi, he had, he was done. He, at that point, that was a breaking point. At that point, I knew everything was going to go downhill. But then he mm. goes back to being a coward right after that. So I'm like, what? What was the point? You know, this, what, this yeah. is where 1984 beat, um, beat uh, Fahrenheit 451. Because like in, in 1984, there was real consequences for your action. Whereas in Fahrenheit 451, he kind of like, he survives in the end and everything is fine and peachy and they're going to rebuild and all that maskara, you know? So it was just, yeah. it was just like, you know, it, in that sense, it wasn't really, really realistic. Like, why were there no consequences? I mean, there were consequences. Like there was that whole battle and Didi died and the dog injected him and he had to escape and all that. But at the same time, like, why wasn't he caught earlier? Like, why did it take so long? Yeah. yeah you know what scared me in this book was the beast that thing whatever it was yeah the hound or whatever that was so terrifying like to think like if, for example if we're looking at parallels in our world are there going to be like you know no need for police because we have machines that will know our identity like was it did it know it's like scent or something wasn't that an the episode scent? wasn't that yeah. an episode of uh, black mirror I didn't watch it, you so watch I don't. Tracking? I wouldn't know. There was an episode of Black Mirror like it. that where these these dogs they put like they kind of put a tracking device, some sort of thing on you, and then they I feel like that's get a scent of you or whatever you're done for. I feel like that's so realistic yeah. because people are giving away their DNA nowadays. Yeah. They're giving away everything, so stuff like that. I feel like it's so possible. Mm -hmm. And now they've got. I saw a video one time. There were these dogs that opened the door. The robot dogs. Yeah, the robot <laughs> dogs. Yeah. Have you seen those guys? Oh god. I saw the ones running. You know the ones that run really fast. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um. What, what else was I gonna say? Yeah. Uh, the, the whole chip thing. Even in Sweden now, they they like yeah. start chipping themselves because like uh, they were saying it, it, they go through security quicker. Um, they can apparently pay through their chip. You're talking about the one they implant in their skin? They implant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what's yeah. so stupid about that? Like, I don't think... Do people not think things through? Do people... Like, no, they don't. It's as if, like, all these books, all these TV shows, like, basic human thought, like, just the thinking process, it doesn't exist for so many people. <laughs> because, like, yes, okay, you'll be able to check out faster, but is that yeah. at the expense of your security and at the expense of your physical psychological mental well-being is it worth it is it for the, at the sense of your at the expense of your future and your future freedoms yeah. like is it really worth doing that 
Like even all this stuff about like there's always all these debates about oh you know how far is too far like AI and artificial intelligence and all this stuff and we always have these chats about it and like it's as if those those all those conversations just go oh yeah we had that talk today but then tomorrow it's like it's gone over your head you're not thinking about it anymore which is just I don't I don't get it like why did you even like bring it up in the first place it's so stupid. Here's the thing that I find interesting. Uh, like you said, like you mentioned Black Mirror earlier, and all these other shows, and like a lot, of, it's becoming like popular culture now. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, surely, like people have seen all these TV shows, they've seen all these things, and the consequences that happen. Like surely, like you just refer to those TV shows and be like, yeah, that's it. I'm not, I'm not giving my personal data away in that regard, in that, in that way. And mm-hmm. you'll be more careful about things. It's weird. It's like they're they're getting fed all this information about what would happen. Mm-hmm. And then like they're not taking any actions, or they're just continuing as they are. Is it? Do you think it's because like they're desensitized? Like yeah, they I feel like, like I said before, I feel like convenience is is the what king everyone, now. yeah is king now. Yeah. Like, better edit this I podcast think, after we finish, man. Uh, <laughs> imagine if it just self-edited and, and just like put itself out there. There's, there's software for that now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like I think the next big thing might be uh, a moving sofa. Moving sofa. Moving <laughs> sofa. What do you mean? I can fly into your. Have you seen? Is it up the Disney film that everyone is fat and nah, they're it's, all in? It's that's the robot. No, no, that's one. not. Uh, Wally. Oh yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Oh my Wally, god. Wally, everyone's fat and sitting in yeah, their little I, chairs. I looked at that and I was like, oh, that would be the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that that and the uh, Homer Simpson's um, hat with the drink, sh- the straws on it. Yeah, genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Those together. <laughs> And then you have like Spy Kids, where they have the lunchboxes and all that stuff. Oh, I'm waiting for that. First I'm waiting all, for I that. I want the Spy Kids microwave food thing situation. That was amazing. They're, they're like hideout. That was the coolest. Oh, yeah, I wanted that. that. Was the best thing. Yeah. Literally, the only thing I'm looking forward to is food that comes packaged and I put it in a microwave and I get real food out of it. Oh. That's what I'm looking forward yes, to. Please. I used yes, to dream please. of that. <laughs> I will never understand people who actually enjoy cooking and have fun cooking. Like, I don't get that. That's just a long process. It- I don't know where they get the time is my question. Like, where do you fit that in? Can I? Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes down to like, yeah, but when it, when it, when we're talking about like all these like TV shows and everything, I think people just also like, on top of like not properly like, you know, processing everything, they like to car- uh, compartmentalize everything and like, okay, this is, this is fiction. It's not real. It's not really going to happen. It's like, that's just, oh, okay. And then when things happen in real life, they'd be like, you know, th- no way that, that can't, that can't possibly be true. Like, I mean, you have some people who, Donald, Tr- all the stuff that Donald Trump is doing right now, and they'll be like, "That's not possible. It's not. He's not a real president. Like, they they put him on a different level because they don't think of him as actually real, and that's part of the yeah. problem." Yeah, they're like, "We're just gonna go to sleep and then wake up in the next election, and everything's exactly. gonna be fine." Excuse me, yeah, so this is reality. Yeah, you're choosing. You you're making yourself willfully ignorant, willfully like you're not taking things in. You know, so. I think that's just it's a flaw in people's and like there's only so much information you can give people because at the end of the day the information's out there there's only so much information you can give people and if they choose to process and, and take that information in then that's one thing if they choose not to then there's nothing much you can do your job is just to tell to educate and tell people at the end of the day but the only thing I'm gonna say is the moment chips become a, a what do you call it like compulsory I'm going off the grid <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go and wait until everyone does everything and then I'll come back and hack the system that's about all I'm about yeah, to do even that's now it. like I'm not gonna lie I'm very uncomfortable with like all the data and everything like the amount of uh, governmental information that I have like the fact that I have a passport a birth certificate a health card all these things I'm very uncomfortable with it because I there's like a database out there that has all my information in it and I I'm not I'm not a fan of that 
because I feel like you shouldn't have that information about me and it could be used against me. Maybe I'm paranoid. No, that's fine. No, I'm, it's, I, mean, no, no, no I don't think it's fine. Maybe I'm paranoid, but... <laughs> no. I'm just saying. More like the fact that it's more accessible and me, a random surgeon who's never met you, can have all that information. Mm-hmm. That's scarier. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, now with the fact that, like, there's, like, the fact that the government can't really keep up with how fast technology is moving and there's not as much regulation as we think there is or there should be, that's just even scarier yeah. to me. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I work in an IT job and... It's interesting because the, the, the organization that I work for <laughs> relates to this kind of stuff. But um, I, I'm surprised that there's like not more like attacks or cyber, cyber attacks where people are getting their data lost. Like, um, mm-hmm. it was, I think it was late last year, but the NHS had that leak. So the British uh, health system had that leak where a lot of um, patients' uh, personal data was leaked. And then, yeah, they lost a lot of information. So I'm well, surprised. I, that I work in not, the NHS right now, and that does not surprise me in the least. That does not surprise mm. me in the least at all. Yeah, so I'm I'm surprised that there's not more uh, attacks happening and it's not affecting people more in real life just yet. It's because I can see it coming. It's because it's not profitable yet. The yeah. moment it becomes profitable, guess what? We're all losing our data. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, with that being said, I think we've covered covered enough points and we've hit the hour mark. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just go back to Shimaki likes to do his, his numerical ratings at the end of every, every episode. So. <laughs> no, oh, okay, no. sorry. No, what, what I noticed is that both of you guys said like 3.5 and 3 um, out of 5. See, no, you said stale, right? No, nah, Hafsa as well said 3. I, 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 said, I said a 3.5 or a 4. Uh, Hafsa said 3.5. 4, yeah, yeah 3.5 okay. to 4. Anyways, yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that like Mo doesn't believe in that concept of, of oh, like, rating books, mm-hmm. and and I've been trying to tell him that um, I feel like you can say yeah, yeah, I liked it and whatnot, but like when you put How a much? number on it, it really shows like you can sort of quantify. You can put it in the so, bracket. Yeah. You know, this is right here. A it's because instant gratific- gratification. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'll have the conversation with you, and I'll tell you the good points or the bad points. But you, yeah. you'll come here with seven point five out of ten. That's no, it. But no I, you conversation. Can, but you can no, say how good I it need is. quantity. Yeah, it's. I guess it's a scientist in me. I need numbers. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with. I'm with need, Muhammad on this. I'm not. I'm not really a fan show, of numbers. Yeah. No, yeah. I need to be able to quantify it and be like, okay, so three is readable. You know, one. Yeah. Um, don't come near me, even if you like it. If it's a one, but even you know? if even if you go on Goodreads, I never go by the ratings. I go by the comments, and you do that too. Yeah, right? but I average it. I average it. Yeah, I average it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I have a system. I'm telling you, and I never failed. It never fails me. <laughs> You said you disliked the book, but you gave, but you said the three is readable, and you gave it a three point five. So that means it's more than readable. No, Hafsa gave it three point five. I gave it three, meaning I like the concepts, not the execution. Okay. Get it? Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you you Shumagi? Are you gonna go with the five rate, uh, out of five this week? Just I'll go. I'll go. Out of consistency. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say three. Uh, the only reason why it's a free is because some of it uh, was just too ambiguous for me to mm-hmm. yeah to really get yeah it would have to be like a second read book and i don't know if i'm ready to read it again so yeah um, you guys pleased with yourself now are you going to give it a rating I'll, I'll probably give it a free as well yeah, so. you yeah. know okay. I, I usually give similar ratings but i'm i just don't see the point but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> yay yeah. So, yeah i feel gratified 
Alright, so we'll just wrap it up here, yeah. Um, that's been... So yeah, we talked about Fahrenheit 451 and all these other things. Loads of tangents and all these other things. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like to thank you guys for coming on. And yeah, you made you, you, you talked a lot more than us, so yeah, you gave us a lot of content. Yeah, we <laughs> took over the episode, I feel like. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> to don't be worry, that's what, that's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's, that's not even shocking first. I didn't that's something we did. Well, I, when it comes that's to literally books, what we do. We, we hijack the group yeah. chat and just talk about books sometimes. So that's just us. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. To jump in on yours, where there'll be seven voices in one one call. Then, then I think me and Shimaki will just be like squeaking mice. <laughs> <laughs> where are they? They lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys very much for coming on. Keep on doing it. You're doing. welcome. Thank All you. Sorry. Go listen to their stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us, and it was a pleasure being on. Sakla. Yeah. Um, this has been your boys from Inspire Reads. We hope you've inspired a read. That's our outro there. Yeah, <laughs> finally, that's our official outro. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.